what do we want to talk about, Jim? What are we excited about? Uh, I've been excited about space for a while. Okay. Are... I'm excited about all of the new content we're doing mm. that we've announced and some that we haven't. How much? So I'm. you are less comfortable talking about upcoming content than I am. Probably for the better. I don't know why, because The Wire is an example of a failed discussion. <laughs> Fuck you very much. Uh, but I'm going to let you. I'm going to let you uh, be. Oh, you want the, me to talk about it? Yeah, I'm going to let you take the lead because I don't want to. You know, I don't want to overpromise and underdeliver. It's the last thing I want to do. All right. Well, I want to talk about some of the the new stuff that we're that we're currently thinking about doing and or doing. I'm not going to talk about dates. I have no idea when this stuff is coming. Okay. So don't get too excited. It's probably a ways off. Uh, but one of the things, you know, we've been, been interested in space for a long time. It's at a fever pitch with the Martian. Yep. I was disappointed. Yep. Martian kind of turned a corner for me. I wanted to get the Blu-ray. I don't, I usually buy two or three Blu-rays a year and it's always for the special features. I was really looking forward to owning the Martian on Blu-ray because it's yeah. still the best image you can get. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are a few making like your standard making ofs. There's no com like, yeah, like some how hard can it get to be? How hard can it be to get a commentary track with some JPL engineers? Right. How hard can it be to get yeah. the original, the guy who wrote the fucking book to just walk us and through? He's done a thousand interviews. How, get him on the track. Get him and Ridley Scott to sit down and commentary. talk about the con- Yeah, I mean, like, I, it, and then I hear that there's going to be a director's cut edition in the, and I'm like, oh, so it's this. So I, get, I got a bare bones thing shitted out to me, and then I got to wait yeah. a year for the extra special. That's how they get duper. you. They want you to buy it twice. Well, fuck you. They want you, you to buy I'm it three gonna. times. They want you to buy it on iTunes or Amazon yep. streaming. Then they want you to buy the DVD slash Blu-ray, and then they want you to buy the extended the cut. Exclu- the, the special with edition. With all the real stuff you'll want. And 20 years from now, they want you to buy the retrospective with, I don't know, everybody involved in Mars One missions. I feel like I learned my lesson with like the Matrix and the Lord of the Rings stuff. That's just just wait. Just wait. Yeah. yeah, wait for the ultimate edition and you'll yep. get it. Yep. And there might be an ultimate ultimate edition ten years later, but you know, whatever. Uh yeah, I, yeah, I was I was pissed, I was disappointed. But that has nothing to do with what you wanted to talk about. That sucks. I mean it kind of does. Like I I started getting really interested. Like I I hadn't read a book in a damn long time mm-hmm. until I read the Martian uh, went and saw the movie first, but then I was like, man, this is so good. I need to read the book. So I did. Uh, and that kind of got me into, I don't know, reading again, I read a, read a few books after that. I've been listening to some audible stuff, uh, but it got me interested in space is the other thing it did again, you know, with yeah. renewed vigor. Uh, Cause I heard Andy Weir, you know, kind of, wrote this thing given all his his knowledge about orbital mechanics mm-hmm. and like incorporated a lot of science in this i'm like hmm i would like to learn some of that stuff and it just happened to coincide with uh this game kerbal space program mm-hmm. that's out right now which is I, I would say i would say orbital mechanics light but it's pretty involved yeah. like you don't have to like do all the calculations and shit yourself sure but at the same time, you kind of need to know the concepts involved in space travel and launching a rocket off the pad and going to the moon and all this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So it teaches you like the broad, the broad strokes of it. Yeah. Which is kind of the only place I'm going to fit in. Sure. To it. So we we played a bunch of this stuff and we kind of recorded some of it. Uh, we recorded all of it that we played. Actually, mm-hmm. I played a little bit of career mode myself. Uh, but we're we're going to try and do a series at some point where we have a we set a goal at the beginning of a season 
Yep. And we say, here's what we're going to do. We're going to, I don't know, try to fly a rocket into the sun or something. And we, we build the rocket ship and we iterate on it until we can accomplish that goal. And whether that takes, you know, an episode or two or 20, mm-hmm. that's what we're going to do. And we're just going to release those as a season. I hear hitting the sun is actually a very difficult thing to do. <laughs> really? Because I mean, getting close enough to actually hit the sun. But sure. here's the thing. Think about how much orbital velocity you have to shed. It's very easy to get in any kind of orbit around the sun. Sure, but if yeah. you just aim a rocket at the sun, it's going to slingshot Star Trek four style into a highly elliptical orbit. You just have to spend an enormous amount of rocket fuel thrusting against the orbit of the earth to yeah. fall into the sun. I feel, the thing is, I feel like you strap enough fuel. Sure. And you big strap enough, enough fuel to anything. anything you're yeah, going to get I, it again, but how much fuel and how much can you boost the orbit and, how much you got left? Yeah, I mean, it yeah. was it was tricky. I mean, we're essentially going to be space cowboys, right? Yeah. We're not we're not going to have the precision that actual astronauts sure. have, knowing like, oh, I got to come in at a sixty degree angle in the, yeah, yeah, the yeah. atmosphere to shed the most heat. I will say that from what I'm playing so far, it, I mean, it's incredible that you can like rendezvous with Pluto or whatever. Yeah, but it's less incredible than the scientists because I was like, think about it. It's like hitting a match head from a hundred million kilometers with a needle that you throw. Right. And I'm like, it's not really like it's 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 like if you did that, uh, only the needle had a rocket guidance system and uh, could and it make was sending telemetry back at all times. And, yeah. Yeah, because like the the windows that you have to do these things. I mean, there are some windows like. Um, the grand tour of the solar system that the Voyager two took, or maybe it's Voyager one. I can't remember where it was a artfully um, arranged gravitational assist slingshot from planet to planet to planet to get all the way, you know, to visit Jupiter and Saturn and Neptune and, and and all that with very little fuel. Mm -hmm. That's, that's something. And that's a window that closes. Like once the planets are out of alignment, you've got, you know, hundreds of years before they're in alignment again. Yeah. But hitting those actual windows to get the slingshots and stuff are actually the windows are pretty wide. They're not like seconds or hours. They're days and weeks. Yeah. That's a surprise. And you can course thing. correct at any time, as long as you have fuel. Like I, I, I watch Apollo 13, right? Yeah. There's a super tense moment where they one of the astronauts control. is, is taking manual control of the thing. And I'm like, how can you hit a one degree window in the atmosphere sure. with, with manual human control? What? And it turns out it's like a, yeah. 15 to 20 degree yeah or thing. one and, degree of the earth because the earth is so fucking big is uh, actually for human scales pretty enormous yeah you can miss by a good long shot yeah. and still hit your goal yeah uh that's the thing that surprised me most i guess yeah is like how pilotable like human pilotable these things are right and the tolerance is there right so like yeah, yeah they say not- they, when they say we have one degree window that we have to hit that sounds impressive. If someone says we have to hit something approximately the size of the state of Ohio. Yeah. Okay. That sounds doable. Uh-huh. You can do that with visual you yeah. know, instrumentation. And I mean, I used counting to, down from with a stopwatch. I used to bullseye womp rats back home <laughs> in my T16. Sure. Beggars uh, Canyon, I believe. Yeah. They're not much bigger than that. Uh, but yeah, the, that, so that was one of the takeaways. The other, the other takeaways are just how fucking hard it is to navigate when you're going straight up against gravity. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, the construction challenges are real. Yeah, they are because you're always fighting thrust and weight because you know, you mm-hmm. add more, Oh, we'll add more fuel. Cause I need a longer burn. Well, now you've doubled your weight. Yeah. 
and you know the efficiencies of getting through the atmosphere are such that you've got to there's like different that's you know that's why rockets have stages yeah what you so need to I, get out of the atmosphere is completely different than what you need to get to orbit and we're having some fun with that we're yeah we're space cowboying it we're, yeah. we're not taking it all too seriously but at the same time trying to learn a thing or two lots of explosions yeah yeah that's the idea all right what else uh, we came up with a new idea for a piece of content called quit your pitching. Okay. You want to tell people what that's all about? Not really. Okay. I guess. Yeah. I no? mean, we've, we've recorded enough of them that I think I know what the format is. So Jim and I go to the their... format subject to change at all times, but just like what our idea currently. Okay. The is idea for. is that we are going to go to the, there's many of them half a dozen a dozen or so random television name generators on the internet mm-hmm. so you hit a button and it generates a random name for a television show we look at that and then we pitch what that show would be like if we were going to pitch it to someone in hollywood and who was going to star in it and what's yeah. the premise and just kind of off the top of our heads some of them are funny some of them are poignant it's you know it's a, it's a it's a 20 minute bald move club bald move exclusive thing that we're just going to release on a some our idea is to have several of them in the hopper yeah so that we can keep a regular release schedule independent of what the content is and also something when we have downtime we can stockpile a whole bunch of them so if they're popular Mm -hmm. that we can keep them coming uh what else and they're not like any set specific length, like 20 minutes. is. That's just what I... That's kind of what we record, and then we're going to edit it down to the good ones, and yeah. whatever it ends up being, that's yeah. what it is. It doesn't but, really matter. Sure. So we're shooting for something around 15 to 20 minutes. Yeah, and, a few good pitches. Yeah. In each episode. Yeah, it's a snack. It's an hors d'oeuvre. Yeah. Uh, what else do we have? Anything? I mean, we're... Like, along with the Kerbal stuff, we're planning on doing some more video game stuff, but you kind of already know what that is. We've done, we've done uh, Game of Thrones and right. Walking Dead Telltale stuff, and we did the first episode of Life is Strange. We're, we're going to continue to do that. Life is Strange, yeah. Uh, I've heard that it gets a hell of a lot more serious and a lot more somber. Which, uh, that's always fun when we've sure. been approaching it a certain way, and then, bam, oh, wow. Yeah, and we have to be the bad guy through sure. some really horrible shit. Sure, or have a level of ironic ironic detachment. Didn't I talk yeah. about that on uh, Cocktails with Jim and Aaron, that, about ironically playing that dragon cancer? And the, yeah, you just I think can't, so. You can't do that. Yeah, so we're planning on doing more of that stuff because, you know, we both are big gamers. We, we like that stuff, and it's... I mean, it's fairly quick content to produce because it's kind of one-to-one um you don't have to do a lot of research or anything like that that's the Uh, holy grail of content if you can record at the same time that you're doing something with zero prep and essentially the final product is what you get when you hit the stop record button yeah it doesn't get any better than that from a content producer's angle and it's also one of the things that you know has been i guess more popular with people like they they really like when we do these things so we're going to continue to do them. Out of all of our, like everything's massively less popular than our podcast stuff. But of all the sure. video oriented things we do, it seems like the video game is 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 consistently, even amongst if we just res- restrict it to club members, it's still the most popular thing. Yeah, surprisingly more popular than like lunch and yeah. all that stuff. So. And I get it that, uh, well, I don't know about lunch because lunch, if you combine the audiences, that seems to be the lunches and the cocktails seem to be or on the rocks. Rather. Yeah, I'm just comparing video to video um let's see the other thing i guess what was i gonna say we had one other thing that we're doing 
shit. We just sent a newsletter out with all of our stuff that we got coming up. Um, damn it. What was I going to say? We had some other, something other. I don't we think we have it was, other stuff. I thought stuff we had we announced or no, no. God damn it. What was it? Shit. <laughs> I can't believe I'm drawing a blank on this. Oh, well, that's what happens when you start day drinking at noon. Um, what else do we want to talk about? Uh, let's go. Oh, we, we were kind of excited about there's, oh, uh, there's a couple of things I can just talk about personally. <clears throat> I finished my network aired uh, community stuff. Oh, yeah. Finished yeah. the season five. I hear there's a sixth season, like, like 12 to 13 episodes on Yahoo that I'm going to check out. But okay. I think community is one of the greatest comedies I've ever seen. And it's completely unlike anything else I've ever seen. Hmm. Okay. Uh, I mean, I just appreciate, you know, there was this really awesome episode in season five where Abed, the um, very eccentric uh, Indian slash Pakistani guy. He's got some social issues. He does. He's on, (laughs) he's on some several spectrums. Uh, He takes a class. So in one of the earliest seasons, like season two, he takes a class called who, who is really the boss? which is an analysis of the, the classic TV series and had Steven Tobolesky. Is that how you pronounce his name? Tobolesky, yeah. He was a professor teaching um, what the, the, he said it was an unsolvable question. Like who was the boss, Angela or Dan, I think it was Danny on this, the, the series, Who's the Boss? And Albed actually mathematically proved that it was in fact Angela and it made the professor quit teaching. It was such like he, he questioned he'd wasted his life and all that. Uh-huh. Well, this season, uh, someone was teaching Nicholas Cage. Is he good or is he bad? And he said this was also an unsolvable question. And Abed comes in a room and, you know, he's got this reputation of being a teacher killer. And the professor's like, no, no, I'm quite I'm quite confident in my research on the matter. And Abed spends like, you know, the 30 minutes going through and you, you can hear they don't uh, I don't think they had license to do anything. I think these are all recreations. But like if you've seen the five minute YouTube video of Nick Cage losing his shit, uh-huh. uh, it's all those performances. You can see Abed is watching a television show. And he, when he goes to give his final thesis, his brain snaps and the teacher warned him about doing this. Like if you delve too deeply into the cage, well madness ensues yeah his brain snaps like 30 seconds into the presentation and he just starts doing the spot on nicholas cage losing his shit impersonation it's one of the funniest things i've ever seen nice and they do nice. stuff like i've been talking about how distracting it is to see joe hale get bigger and bigger mm. like he goes from you know male model ripped to like fucking borderline sylvester stallone and rambo ripped and in one of the late, what? one of the last episodes, he shoved like um this this home this crazy homeless man attacks him, and he shoves him down with like way more force than like is socially acceptable. And everybody's like, "My God, Jeff, what's wrong with you?" And he's like, "I'm sorry, I'm losing track of how big I'm I've, I'm becoming." And it's like they just do a lot of this fourth wall shattering stuff. Huh. And okay. then like I feel like the last season, Dan Harmon didn't even give a fuck. He brought on the kid who plays Dungeons and Dragons on his podcast, Spencer Crittenden. Yeah. Uh, not to play D and D. The episode after that, they play D and D. But he's in. They're they're playing some 1993 VCR board game called Pile of Bullets. Hmm. And guess the, the guess who is the host of the the game? The actual narrative part. Christopher Walken. Vince Gilligan. 
what? plays this old prospector slash sheriff on the grainy ass bad tracking VHS copy, and he's saying, oh, "We need to get this game and play it." I, it's, it's you can't. I mean, that's made for the show. Oh, I'm sorry, I didn't oh, explain it's that. fake. I thought you. I thought it was real. Okay, <laughs> no, I'm just. That, I was like, wow. That what Vince Gilligan did an extensive cameo on this show, just I guess because he liked it, and just all right. I mean, I've never seen a show where every fucking episode is essentially a stunt episode. Yeah. This is yeah. the episode they take over and play paintball. This is the episode where they pretend uh-huh. the school's floor is lava. Yeah, that was the most notable thing about Community to me. Yeah. It was kind of all the pop culture type references they integrated in inventive ways. You and, know? and they go all out with it. Like they it do. changes. There was a hole where Joel uh, had some kind of psychotic break and he envisions himself as a G.I. Joe character, and the entire episode is an animated in the 80s style G.I. Joe. Except for, wow. like, he opens up with, he kills Destro. Okay. Uh, and is brought I up on, like, war crime. Well, you know, the... No. Okay, so do you know this about G.I. Joe, the TV show? No one Versus died on Cobra. it. Oh, okay. Like, billions of shots are fired airplanes explode you always see a guy bail out a, a, a tank will explode but you always see the ground crew bail out right before it does he ends yeah. up just straight up murdering destro okay. and he's brought up for like war crimes trial because like people just can't believe and like what the ripple like now cobra shows the cobra organization where cobra's given a eulogy and it's really shitty he's like what do you want i've never given one of these before and it's like the their insurance rates have shot up the roof because no one's ever died or gotten sick and now there's a death so it's 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 hilarious it's good it's it's so good good stuff uh so i finally finished i got i guess i got 13 more episodes of yahoo which i hear is a lot like the uh arrested development where it's like I guess it's people good, are glad that there's more, but yeah. it doesn't attain the heights that it did in its glory years. So sure, I did watch Arrested Development, the Netflix thing. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't because no. I heard like you said that, and and Cecily said that, and then I was just like, I guess I I didn't have that burning need to see it. Well, I also it's didn't worth like watching. I also this is controversy, me controversial opinion incoming. I didn't think Arrested Development was as funny as people said it was. I, I feel like it's one of those shows that rewards being a super fan and really digging into it. I probably and that's the thing that people appreciate most. Not that it's the funniest thing you've ever seen, but the intricate ways which it weaves a story mm-hmm. uh, and kind of ties things back on itself. It's it's funny and kind of the up your own ass kind of funny. Yeah. But so is community. And I love that. And so I, I don't know yeah. why I never really connected with that. But yeah, I guess always sunny is kind of like that in some ways. It's kind not. Of. It's not as intricately plotted, though. Do you have opinions on the new series season of? I haven't All of seen Sunday. any of it yet. I see the first two episodes this week, and mm-hmm. I'm like last yeah. last year. I thought they were by and large fire. Yeah. This year, I have barely cracked a smile. All right, we've got what eight more episodes, and that you know, yeah. like I said, last year I watched all nine, ten seasons in its entirety. So yeah. maybe I just I I'm I'm overexposed. Could be. Could be. Last year they started out with a, a real cracker. Yeah. They started out with the Wade Boggs episode. I can't think of which... a single bad episode they had last year. I thought they were all above average to just hilarious. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe they go to the yeah. well because like the first episode is the the gang plays that Oh Charty, that board game. Yeah. Charty Mick Charty Mick Charty Mick Who are we missing out? Charlie Dennis Mac and Mac. Did, Oh yeah, Charlie Mac 
Dindy or something, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, I don't remember the exact but name, but it's all whatever. It's a stupid board game. I, that was one play. of my least favorite episodes, and they the brought series. it back. Yeah, and no, it didn't have enough. It just doesn't have enough legs, man. Yeah. Uh, so I guess we should go to listener listener feedback now. Sure. Uh, okay, Wes Stevens. I can talk about this. I almost did. Uh, how are you doing, Pocket Mortys? Progress, favorite Mortys, etc. I'm doing pretty good. I've got. I think I've defeated three. I'm I'm trying to take it easy. Like this is my bedtime game. I sit down and I play for 15, 20 minutes before I go to bed. Um, and I've got about I've, I've beat. You saw me because I I also like to Chromecast this on my big. I'm playing yeah, this drone game on, TV. on my 50 inch plasma. Uh, I've beat about four council members, so I think I'm a third of the way done. And my favorite Morty right now is an ancient Morty that I I bred to. Uh, I bred to, I think, elderly Mortys to make geri- a geriatric Morty. I, f- I found like a level 16 geriatric Morty in the field. I bred them together, and I've got essentially the Corpse Keeper Morty. But he hits like a fucking train. The other thing I've, I've been doing is I take my default Morty, uh, the one that comes with Rick, and I've been just pumping him full of level up and attack. So like I can usually one-shot a Morty that's one or two levels below me uh, with my basic attack. And I've I've been like farming materials and stuff by just going to uh, a random plane of existence where Rick's at, and I just I just plow through all of the challenges and the wild mortys and stuff. Um, the thing I'm having trouble with now is that it's getting harder to capture mortys because my mortys are so powerful that I'm accidentally disabling them before I can capture them. Are you crossing the streams? No, is that your problem? No. Even like I I was really frustrated because I had a. Uh, I found, so I guess you can breed a Cronenberg Morty or no, no, no. There's, so you, you get the, you, there's a double Morty that has two heads. How would you know where to put it <laughs> to breed with a sure. Cronenberg Sure. We don't Morty. breed them. You can buy this combines. It's in, in okay. Pokemon, it's breeding and evolution. This is combinations. So I took the two headed Mortys, bred them together to a three headed Morty. And I guess you can breed those together to get a Cronenberg type monster Morty. Good. Good. Um, but, and I, I actually switched to a paper Morty, which is super weak against the three-headed Mortys because the three-headed Mortys are scissors. And even then, his basic attack was too powerful to capture the Morty, and I, I knocked him unconscious. Uh, yeah. And I, the other thing is they say you can capture Morty when he's at yellow health. I have probably spent three or four Marty manipulators that just fizzle because, like, unless they're, uh, as far as my personal experience, I'm zero for four capturing a Morty who's just dazed. He's got to be like in the red on health before I can capture him. But yeah, I've also found out a whole bunch okay. of recipes. Like I made the sex, I made the sex doll. I don't know what to do with it yet, but it's in my inventory. I got one of Morty's sex dolls built. Uh, that's pretty funny. All right. Well, if you breed with that, you get uh... <laughs> you get the uh, Gazorpazorp, I think. A male Is that Gazorp- what they called it? Yeah. No, the Gazorpazorp something different. I forget. Or maybe it was Gazorpazorps. You get something that's going to potentially destroy all of humanity. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I'm I'm having it is uh, hasn't got old. I can see where like essentially this is the bare bones of Pokemon, and yeah. I think the only reason I'm staying with it because I didn't ever play Pokemon. So, uh, but it's uh, for a free game. It's pretty strong. And I cool. never was tempted to spend a single dollar on it. So yeah, I never spend money on those. Games. I know people do because you get free Mortys for pretty much every dollar you spend. You get free Mortys and a bunch of shit and this and that. But I've been able to craft. I mean, the it's a, the early game economy is kind of busted because it's so expensive to buy serums and shit. But there's no penalty for dying. 
So for a long time, I was just like, okay, well, if you beat my Morty, it's fine. I'll take all the shit that I got and go back and heal and for free, don't lose anything. But also with crafting, I was able to craft enough serums to play without actually spending money on them. And now it seems like the whatever the, I forget what the the schmeckles, um, the currency is like I'm getting like roughly a serums worth of money every time I beat one of the mini Morty battler guys. So, yeah. There's probably more. And the other thing that's happened is None like, of that makes any sense to anyone who hasn't seen Rick and Morty. <laughs> the other thing that's happened is I went, I, it, it, it kindled in me a desire to play Final Fantasy Tactics Advance for the old Game Boy Advance system. Okay. Because it's essentially, I feel like that's all the fun of the capturing uh, new Pokemons, except for you can also equip them and armor them and give them special careers and magic abilities and stuff. And you have a tactical element where terrain and facing and flanking uh and and combined tactics actually it's 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 much because the combat for pokemon is bullshit yeah it's essentially attack or do a buff or a debuff and a powerful attack and that's standard rpg shit only even more one-dimensional so yeah i mean i guess i'm i'm thinking 20 years ago rpg shit uh Uh, you should maybe try monster hunter you might like that i Play one Monster Hunter 3 for the Wii U, and I did not like it. I found it too okay. brutally hard. It is brutally hard. And yes. it's also very, you got to get used to the actual shooter mechanics of it. Mm-hmm. Whereas Final Fantasy Tactics is all like, so here's the thing. I, I, got, my old, versus I got my strategy. old Silver Clamshell SP out, and I got my Final Fantasy Tactics cartridge where I actually found. I had to dig through my son's toy box and I found it. Um, but my Silver thing, it, it's broke. So I found a Game Boy Advance simulator for my t- my phone and a ROM for Final Fantasy Tactics, wow. and I'm playing it very successfully on the, on my phone. Like that, man, I might blow through a whole bunch of Advance. You don't have like an old DS sitting around or anything. That well, I'm, I'm no, no, I don't have any DSs capable of playing Advance games. Gotcha. Because um, Cecily and uh, Jack both traded in their DSs for 3DSs, and yeah, no backwards compatibility kind of have ability there sure we're getting geared up for the sixth annual summer badass fest and while we're working on a slate of apex badass films to enjoy we've got an early action-packed announcement to make just like last year, we're kicking off Badass Season with a live movie watch and podcast recording. We've rented out a theater for connoisseurs of action films and bald move fans that just want to have a great time. Unlike last year, this year's movie is top secret. Hush, hush. No hints, except it's incredibly badass. It stars an absolute icon of the genre. We're willing to bet most of you haven't seen it, and it's going to be an incredible viewing experience with a packed house of bald movers. Those of you who came to last year's screening of Total Recall know what a party it was. And those of you who didn't, <laughs> now's your chance to experience it. Meet me and Jim. Order some custom movie-themed drinks at the theater's full bar. Then watch us record the full podcast for the movie. We reserved a venue over twice the size as last year, but seating is still limited. It's happening Friday, 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 June 21st at 7 p.m. in our hometown of Cincinnati. Get full details and buy tickets at baldmove.com slash live. 
Cincinnati's actually a pretty great city to visit, and we've got lots of details for side adventures on our event page as well. The Reds are playing the Boston Red Sox in their fantastic Riverside Stadium. The thrills of Kings Island just minutes away, and I'll be leading a kayak trip down the scenic Little Miami River on Saturday. Again, get full details and get your tickets now on our Badass Fest 6 page at baldmove.com slash live live. Here are the weekly highlights coming up this week on Bald Move. Apple TV is releasing a new series based on Blake Crouch's novel Dark Matter. Aaron and I are big fans of his work, so we're picking up the new show on day one. Join us this Wednesday for the preview podcast. The Shogun Limited series might be over, but that doesn't mean our Shogun coverage has to end. We've got the wrap-up podcast releasing this Tuesday, where we'll consider all your feedback and final thoughts on the series. And because we like the show so much, we decided to go all the way back to 1980 to cover the first TV adaptation of the novel. Do what you can to find the copy and join us this Thursday for the first of our four-part podcast on 1980 Shogun miniseries. And finally, the latest first-run movie, The Fall Guy, features Emily Blunt and Ryan Gosling. He's a stuntman tasked with finding the star of his ex-girlfriend's movie when he suddenly goes missing. Is it a rom-com? Yes. Does that mean I'll automatically hate it? Not if the trailer lives up to its promise. Join us for the podcast on Bald Move Pulp this Thursday night. You can find these and many other great podcasts by searching for Bald Move Pulp or Bald Move Prestige in your favorite podcast app. Uh, all right, Dr. Ken wants to talk about Show Me a Hero. Sweet. Uh, just finished oh, Show Me a Hero. Uh, have you ever gone to YouTube to watch the actual council f- meeting footage? It's no. even crazier in the movie. Sounds amazing. I know. I, I felt like the five minute black and white comparison sequences at the end was mm-hmm. enough for me. Yeah. Uh, those were all stills, weren't they? I think there was a little really? bit of video, but like video? no sound, I don't think. Okay. Yeah, I, I don't remember. The only thing I remember about. Well, I don't want to talk about the end of it, but yeah. Um, I will ask the this Ken is there. Did you see anything that suggested that the doc that the David Simon production was anything less than a hundred percent kind of even handed about the way events went down? Because that's the one question I started doing a little bit of research after that, and then we got caught up in the Baldies and all this other stuff, but. I was trying to get a good feel on how biased or unbiased or kind of truthful the material was. I suspect it was, if anything, underplayed because that's kind of how David Simon usually rolls. Um, But I would want to know what your guys' opinion is. Louis B wants to know, what are we drinking? You appear to be drinking a Caucasian. Yeah, drinking the the dude's specialty. White Russian, which is, if you don't know, is milk, Kahlua, and vodka. And I'm drinking uh, Jim Beam and Coke. Can't, right. can't beat that oh that speaking of on the rocks people there was a a lot of excitement on the forums about the concept of us pre-announcing the cocktail like yeah, maybe even putting the title for lunch when we were when i was doing the the mixer yeah stuff so uh, that way people can actually yeah, drink along whatever we're, we're drinking along with us sure we can start like the suggestions to start easy like rum and coke you know who doesn't like rum and coke all right that works we can do rum and coke all right um dr ken affirms that he hasn't seen all of the material but it does seem pretty true to life uh let's see did dan g said love the newsletter and the sound of the new features he's referring to the newsletter i just sent out around noon today 
What's the new studio edition behind my head? I think he's talking about. All right. Yeah. So my son got this Star Wars craft kit for Christmas. And over the Christmas break, he made both me and Gino. Um, Who's uh, Gino? Sorry. Me and Jim. <laughs> uh, some Star Wars art. And what does that what does that say? Uh, it says no join the Empire, which I like. Yeah, he's his, <laughs> his is order, a, he's he's being seduced by the dark side. Yeah. Mine. Why don't you join the resistance? No join the first order. Which side will you choose? Um so yeah, mine is if I I'm gonna use I'm gonna I'm gonna switch to the wide angle here. Oh my uh, god. Wait, wait, this way. It's too wide. So it says, from Jack to Dad, the resistance is strong. May the force be with you, Dad. And he's got light. If you can't tell, there's lightsabers on either side of... Big-ass Chewbacca face. Chewbacca. Also, these are glow-in-the-dark stickers. So this is a premium product. Yeah, yeah. And he's got stamps of X-Wings and TIE Fighters with an international no-sign. And join the resistance. I don't know. This is a puffy puffy sticker of uh, Ray's little speeder thing but yeah he gave us that and i just uh, i uh he presented it to us when he came to the studio one of the days where i had to do i think a baldy's that i had to wrap up when he was with me and uh, i stuck mine up on the wall so there you go what oh <laughs> we need to switch away from that <laughs> yeah uh she's geeky wants to know if there are any plans to do telltales tales from the borderlands i just finished it and it was fun I think we'll probably eventually get around to most of those games. I'm excited about maybe the Back to the Future and Jurassic Park ones, so even though I hear they're kind of shitty. If they do numbers commiserate with what the other stuff we've done for The Walking Dead and Game of Thrones, I'm on board. If they're like 15, 20% of the traffic, I'm like, no. So it just depends. Like if, if people like it, then yeah, we'll do more. But I don't, here's the thing. I don't particularly enjoy playing the Telltale games. I think they're kind of bullshit and garbage. Yeah, I enjoy. I enjoy playing, them and making playing it with him and making you know really extreme moral choices and seeing to the extent that breaks or doesn't break or the game just yeah. ignores it and just cutting you know, ma- you know cutting cutting capers with it. Yeah, so, the thing I enjoy is cracking the jokes. If fun, if it's fun experience and people are are, are digging it, we get a pr- appreciable audience. And yeah, I'll, I'll do whatever. But if I'm not having a particular amount of fun doing it and no one's watching it. And what the hell am I doing? So sure. If you're not having fun and no one's watching, yeah, it's a bad combo. And even, I mean, at this point, like even if I'm enjoying it, but no one's watching it, it's like, I can, you know, we can just not record it. Well, we can <laughs> also, it's an opportunity cost, right? Like, yeah. What, what, are, what, are we missing what could doing? we be doing that might be more popular and yeah. might be just as fun? Yeah. Know? Or more beneficial, like, you know, that takes away from the, you know, being do bookkeeping and all the other stuff that we got to do. That's not fun. It's behind but it the goes the other and, way too. Like, I mean, we just, you know, we, we announced today in the newsletter that we're, and I think before this on lunch that we're planning to cut back on our walking dead coverage because we're just not having fun with that show. Yep. I mean, I think the the most fun I have with that show show now is doing a live watch because we get to crack jokes and make fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas doing live watch, instant cast, full cast, and all the prep required for those was just not fun anymore for me. Yeah. Uh, so like it goes the other way too, right? Like even if something's popular, which those were, those are by all accounts some of our most popular stuff, but we're cutting them anyway because we're not having fun doing them. Yeah. Yeah. 
especially the instant cast, like that's going to be a big reduction in traffic. Yeah. I mean, it fully it almost cuts in half the, the number of downloads we're going to get from that show. Sure. So, but mm. you know, if you're not having fun, who, who cares if it's super successful or not? Dr. Ken says, are you guys going to hit, be hit by the snowpocalypse this weekend? The world is ending according to the news reports I saw this morning. So we're in Cincinnati. We're on the edge of the heavy snow accumulation. Uh, I don't care. I'm going to go to the we, grocery the store weekend. right before yeah. the, uh, the snow hits. I went last night. I got We got plenty of groceries. I got Netflix. I got video games. Right. If the I power get, goes out, we've got problems. I'm not even worried about that because I've got uh, some old-timey lamps for, in my camping supplies. I don't and care I got about board games. seeing and I don't care about heat. I'm talking about entertainment. I got board games and books, man. Like Jack's had I so suppose, much shit yeah. from Christmas that we haven't. Oh, the other thing I'm I'm doing is I'm constructing a dice tower out of, out of Legos. That's a good idea. And it's got like it's made out of the castle system, so it oh. looks like a real dice tower. And it's got I'm using like Technic pieces to give like interlocking baffles, so that so I I did a proof of concept last night while I was watching Community, and I got like one level with one baffle, and it worked really well. So, so it, they're going to go inside it. They're going to go. Yeah, it essentially zigzag fall, down there's the three thing. different baffles and then a ramp that shoots it out to a, a courtyard with a wall where it holds the dice. Sweet. If you don't know what a dice tower is, it's um, the dice towers for someone who's either too lazy or uh, too superstitious to roll their own dice. You drop them in a hole and it goes through a system of of ramps that tumbles the dice and then throws them out and you read the result. Yeah. And you can get like really nice solid oak, hundred dollar held together neodymium magnets that collapse into a little case. Yeah. Or you can get shitty pine ones that are made for fifteen bucks at a hobby store. So I thought it'd be just for an exercise and, and fun fun to build a Lego version. Because uh, I got I got god damn, I got all my son's Legos out. How many how many Tupperware tubs do you have? So because that's what everyone keeps them in. So this I bought him a couple years back a uh, an ikea like stackable storage solution so there's these red tubs they're roughly one foot tall one foot wide and two feet deep i suppose he's got three of those tubs full and three then tubs full. and then like the half yes, size sir. tubs he's got a whole half size tub of just minifigures and their accessories and this is all shit from when i that's the thing about legos they're expensive as hell but I'm building this dice tower out of the King's Castle that I got when I was like eight years old. And it looks, except for some where my, my idiot brother fucking markered on them. Is the uh, top of it going to have like the... Oh, yeah, crenulated the, shit. Yeah. Cr- yeah. Is that the word for yeah. it? Like crenulated? Yeah. It's called crenulated. A crenulated tower. All right. No, it's got definitely... Well, you can have a dice tower and you're going to have your crenulated walls. <laughs> Fuck that. Right. No, it's, it's worthless without them. Yeah. Uh, so, here, so this I'm not afraid me. of I'm not afraid of power out. Other than I, I'm I'm a little bit more worried about heat because it's like 20 degrees out too. More worried about heat? Yeah, because like you cannot heat your house you without have a fireplace with natural gas. Okay, you're true. That's true. I forgot about that. Yeah, you'd have I was to say that would you'd have to light it yourself because the electric lighter is not going to work. That's but... true. Yeah, that's why you light it before the power. I guess goes we'd have out. hot Just water too going. because the hot water heater is It'll pilot retain. lit. Yeah, it should. Should retain heat. Although it does well. have some kind of electricity to yeah. turn it on and off. I, I don't know if that's mechanical or what, though. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. What I'm, are you looking? What are you doing? So I'm. I copied over some pictures because you reminded me of something that I built years out of Legos? ago. Uh, no, not out of Legos. Out of constructs. Do you remember constructs? Oh, I do remember constructs. Uh, I I really had a great time with constructs when I was a kid. My 
my cousins and my brother and I used to play this game called Look, Look, Man. We were we were eight to fourteen years old. Here. You, you don't have to explain yourself to me, Jim. We called it Crash 'em Up, Bash 'em Up. What do you want? What do you want from kids? So this is, I mean, we I play the same thing. You build a wall with Legos, and you you can hurl various weighted Lego objects out oh, to smash it see, down. That, right? That's a rudimentary game compared oh. to where what we play. Okay, we would design. This is Jim, vehicles. Dan, Troy, or what? What was it? <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, Mario and Anthony were the <laughs> were the cousins. Uh, again, so, Italian is fucked. This family, yeah, yeah uh, for sure. I won't tell you the last name, but it's Italian as fuck. Uh, but we we built vehicles and we would design them to be crash resistant. Okay. And, as crash resistant as we possibly could. And we'd sit across the basement from each other and we'd go one, two, three, and we'd throw the cars at each other, roll them across the floor mm-hmm. and crash them head on. Sure. And so the, the idea was we'd crash them until the other car couldn't roll. Okay. Uh, and the, the one who could still roll last, was last the show standing is the victor. Uh, and so you'd have these iterations where people well, would build roll like or these... slide, roll. They, okay. they had to roll. Okay, they, they were they were they wheel scraped, based. Vehicles. If they scraped, it just they're disqualified. It doesn't count. I mean, okay. you can't just like toss it across the room and sure, say it's working. Sure, sure. Yeah, uh, yeah. So basically, the wheels were super important. You had to protect the wheels because mm-hmm. the wheels could, like, with a bad crash, mm-hmm. something that's off centered. You just knock all your wheels off without yeah. your car being destroyed. Mm. So you have to protect wheels. You build wheels inside wells, and uh-huh. uh, then you we had we had the system. You know the real small pieces that yeah. you would lock together with the little blue things. Yeah, yeah. We we built like a grid of those, and the grid, if you arranged it right, like you put some some pieces facing this way, some pieces yeah. facing out, some left, some right. You could really just make this impenetrable. Uh, smasher at the front of your car. Yeah, and then there there was a space set that would come with like these these cylindrical like solid pieces, like okay. just the molded plastic. plastic. Yep. Uh, and you could strap those to the front, and those aren't going to break. No. They can fly off, but sure. they're not going to break. Of armor, but like you put those behind the grid, uh-huh. and it was almost impossible to destroy these things. I did something similar to my cousin where we had a challenge. Uh, we both had uh, two floor houses growing up, and we would roll cars down our staircase and okay. see who could withstand that. But quickly, right. like we both had Technic sets and we built essentially cubes. Those fall apart real easy though, Fuck, right? No, they don't. Because really? if, you, if you build them right, you have like, so they're essentially square boxes with holes in the corners and solid axles with big like tractor tires on every corner. So imagine a box with big ass monster truck tires at the top corner. How are you going to break that? Everything I've ever seen people build with Technics has always looked fragile as fuck. I don't like know, man. Because you can essentially rivet that shit together. And... Like, yeah, that's true, but you can rivet that shit together and it's not going to come apart. Yeah, I suppose so. Like, my son's mind like kit set, right? is like... fucking a pain in the ass to take apart once you get it together. Because you have to like, okay, I have to pull this thing. I, I got that thing shitty out. little makeshift wrench thing that they give me. Yeah. Those All are... right. So you gonna sh- are you going to show those us worse. pictures? Yeah. So hell? I built. Uh, a couple of years ago when I was a couple of years, like five years ago. Okay. Six, seven, eight, who knows? Uh, so you're a grown ass man at this point. Yeah. Grown ass okay. man, you know, uh, collecting video games at the time. So grown is grown ass man is up to interpretation. Sure. Uh, still have a video game collection for people who, but this is kind of old school. I, I don't know how to actually show this. Go to the wide. No, no go to scene three. Scene three is our like default. 
There you go. God. Okay. And then I got to add. A... No, just, just drag and drop. You can drag and drop that oh, shit. I can drag and drop. Yep. Look at this shit. Become the XSplit master. Oh shit. Oh yeah. So this is I built <laughs> designed a... the system to hold your video game collection. Yeah, I built a stand to hold. Oh, it's my dated video game. too, so you know he's not. Yeah. Bullshit, right. <laughs> so this, this was this could... eight years ago. Almost. I think you just proved that Stephen Avery killed Teresa Halbach. <laughs> I think. I mean, there's no way that could be faked. Right? So I built this, and it rotates, too. Like, the, no way. the bottom has a ring that rotates, <laughs> so you can just rotate the whole fucking thing. Uh, right on. I got another picture here, but just from another angle, I think. Is yeah. that in mid-rotation? So, yeah, so you can, you can tell those rotations are a little different. That is a thing. Right? Yeah. Kind of cool. So I, I feel you when you're talking about... Oops. When you're talking about building dice towers out of legos and you know kind of nerdy shit yeah, out fun. of construction blocks we've been playing a lot more board games around the house lately so yeah i was over there playing agricola with you guys not too long ago and i got jack a bunch of board games like he loves oh god exploding kittens man mm, kids love it but it's it's kind of ponderous to play with adults it's it, um but he likes that and he also i got in this game called poo have you heard of that no, but so Pooh is a game of essentially game. monkeys flinging shit at each other. It's a card game where you, you're you're playing monkeys and you have different attacks and defenses against that. And it's it's actually a pretty complete and and full featured versus card game. Honestly, it's okay. just got a really silly core mechanic. Yeah, uh, but yeah, I don't know. I need to. Uh, he's a. I've always said that I've been sitting on this. Uh, my son was a big fan of Mouse Guard, which is this. If you don't know, is this very high end art comic, hardbound comic series, um, where this guy imagined a world where mice were like these medieval style knights, and they had these communities where you'd have a community of mice living in the this hollow tree, and you'd have ones living out of gar uh, uh, underground, and there didn't seem to be humans in this world, but whatever. Uh, and these mice would protect the, you know, the frontiers from like snakes and wolves and badgers and anything that would prey on mice, which is damn near everything. Mm-hmm. It's just really, la- it's it's very cute, but also intense because these mice get eaten and like there's some stuff that's kind of scary for kids. But they had um, a Gen Con when I went about five years ago, they had like a nice bound set that came with an RPG game. And... I've been saying that when Jack gets about the age he is now that I'm going to sit his, him and his little friends down and do like a mouse guard campaign for them. And That's last cool. year for the, um, the Reaper mini stuff that I, I was, I was showing off earlier this year, they had a yeah. whole series of, uh, they get called mouselings, but there's like a series of 10 huh. mice that would be perfect for like hero figures for that, that I'm going to fully paint and let them pick out their own ones. And then I also bought a pack of rats and, like so they're like twice the, the big guys, for, yeah. for the bad guys yeah sure so i'm i think the dice tower That's cool it's a good way to get rolling into... mechanism for because i think yeah. it's all six-sided dice based too so oh okay all right is it meant for like younger players or is it... i think i can't imagine like i i feel mouse guard always seemed to me like it was for the precocious third to sixth graders because while the art style like i as an adult i find the art style pleasing and the stories are kind of interesting i don't know why like a teenager or an adult would play mouse guard or as much to much read, else yeah much much less read the series okay so like you got so this little window yeah 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 and then he can get in the D and start worshiping the devil when he's in junior high <laughs> right right listen to the heavy metal music 
Uh, she's geeky wants to know if we ever decided on doing a bald move book club. I know it's been mentioned before in the forums. I think I'm just curious. It's um, not a bad idea. Now that I'm into reading a little bit more, I'm yeah. So I'd be open to something like there's that. There's an idea I was kicking around about doing a Patrick O'Brien book club, which <laughs> that seems like a never ending story. Well, I mean, but it's something <laughs> I could do on a biweekly basis or whatever. And the other thing is like, I really thought that the winds of winter would be out. Yeah. And I kind of thought that that would be a great way to start the bald move book club. You know, we can, consider a chapter a week or whatever and it didn't and it doesn't look like it's coming out even this year so i don't know um george is fucking up all of our plans and everything is like, as you say you're not a big reader yeah i have and i'm not going to do this alone so like it'd be half something that you'd be yeah i mean like i said i'm more into reading now than i was did a you year ever read the case sure. by, by the way i forgot I, I mentioned a follow-up on this did you ever start reading the case for mars no i never uh, started that's started, not an appropriate book club book, but I started Ready Player One instead. I wonder what would be a good, like a good book to start on. I mean, Winds of Winter or whatever it's called, Dance with Dodo Birds would have been uh, great. Yeah, it's long though. Like yeah. you know, those have like sixty-five chapters, and I didn't. So that's going to take yeah. slightly longer than a week, uh, a year to cover it on a week-to-week basis, and people are going to read the fuck ahead. So sure, yeah. I don't know. Like when I envision a book club, I envision adults going and reading a book and then coming back like once a month and just discussing the book in 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 in, total. in its entirety yeah. i think that's probably the format it should be these these chapter by chapter things it just i don't know i mean i know they're popular but for me personally it's like that's a lot of work and it's 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 not the way i read books i tend to inhale books and then want yeah. to talk about them and then be done with it mm-hmm. so i don't know i mean i i'm with the idea i just haven't seen a particular winning format or something that's come down the pike where I could get this guy and us and the community excited about. I mean, if you got suggestions, I did just read the, for Christmas, I got, um, someone got me the collection of all the novellas about the Duncan egg series, um, yeah. which is about, it's a prequel. It takes place about a hundred years before the winds or before the game of Thrones series, the song of ice and fire. Mm-hmm. I thought that was, I didn't get much out of it from a lore perspective because I'd already, you know, most of the times I've, I've read any theories that use Duncan Egg as supporting evidence I'd touched on before. And there are a few, I don't want to do any spoilers, but there are a few things about the Targaryens and whatnot that have implications for the series that we're all obsessed about now. Um, but I already knew about that. It was just more like these pretty well-written, very lightweight tales of this very young knight getting started with his squire and the, the um it's also neat to see the houses like a hundred years ago like who was running them and what state they were in and hmm. who was be feared and who wasn't and you see some you know kind of minor lords that become significant through the different rebellions and some of the houses that have fallen out of favor like that's it's kind of, that that was kind of neat and also the one the copy i got was lavishly illustrated like every other page was a pen and ink uh, illustration of a very talented uh, uh, I mean I, I wish I had an example of what he did but it's almost like the even better quality if you're familiar with like the Blu-rays or the DVDs of the Game of Thrones series like you know that there's a disc that has a bunch of lore and they're illustrated with this kind of charcoal pencil technique it's that kind of very detailed very but it's all black and white it's almost like a fine art drawings of guys jousting and men in suits of armor and uh, so everyone's why you get a naked lady 
Because uh, <laughs> it wouldn't be Game of Thrones without. That. Sure, you got to no. get your got to get that uh, sex position even in pen and ink form. Sure, but no, I, I was pleasantly surprised. I wasn't exactly looking forward to that, but I I, I finished it over the course of like three or four nights. N i g h t, not k n i g h t. Uh oh, God! I actually had this as a topic to discuss. Thanks for bringing it up, Anthony. He says, "Are you guys dis- is this excited about the possible discovery of Planet Nine? Uh, it's hard to believe how enormous its orbit may be. Have you been following this this week? Oh, I've just heard. I've heard the most basic details that there is potentially. They have inferred that there must be a ninth planet out there somewhere, based on like some rock, rock positioning." way out way out in the solar system well i mean so that's led us the reason we found pluto was because there was a the, the, we suspected there is perturbations perturbate what the fuck it's minor variances yeah, of the orbits of uh sure. uranus and neptune oh perturbations in my right my anus <laughs> I had to make the joke. Uh, Come on, which turns out we, 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 it turns out we, we find out more about physics and orbital mechanics and uh, uh, relativity. And we didn't need a a planet and we found Pluto essentially by accident. And then now Pluto is not a planet. So this planet is supposed to be the sizes of Neptune and it's a very highly elliptical orbit. That's out kind of like the, it's it starts out in the Oort cloud and it has a orbital period of like 15,000 years or maybe even more which That's like Pluto is like 293 Christ. years I think is how long it takes it to get around the sun That's so way out it's there. it's way and, and that people, or it's moving fucking slow but so what's interesting is like I, I got on some threads on the ask uh reddit threads uh ask science ask reddit's a completely different shit show as science, uh, people that comment on that have to have demonstrated uh, proof of their uh, degrees and their expertise. And they get once they do, they're awarded flares. Like so you'll see like astrophysicist or mm-hmm. molecular cool. biologist by so you, you can tell when they're, they're they're speaking from authority. And it was like a who's who of these guys like at these universities it's excitedly and skeptically also because it's not the first time someone has said, oh, Planet X. Yeah. Um. But I guess this information, this this new information is pretty compelling. But a lot of people were asking questions like, so how far out can you actually orbit the sun and still actually be called an orbit? And I guess it's technically possible for something to orbit the sun as far as 2.8 light years. Which I mean, is interesting because the closest star, which is, is that Alpha Centauri or Centauri or Alpha Proxima? I Proxima. One of the Alpha stars. Yeah. Um, it's got a orbital period of the same like 2.8 light years which means that the solar systems could technically enmesh which i thought was interesting now they're also saying that that's like the very like you know you really the practical limit something like you know 1.2 light years but still that's a fucking that's like that's way outside of what you would consider what we think of as our solar system sure yeah but that's also how big and massive and badass our sun is it's got that much gravity yeah like I'm, i'm wondering like if those stars were farther apart, that would necessarily increase the possible range of an orbit, right? Mm. Because, like, I assume what takes you out of the orbit of one star and puts you into the orbit of another star or just sends you shooting off, you know, into nowhere Yep, uh, is both your speed and also, like, the, the gravity well is the thing that does it, right? So, like, if it was closer to another star than it is to our star... Yeah. 
and it wasn't moving fast enough, wouldn't it be sucked into the orbit of that star instead of ours? Well, see, there's a, there's interesting theory back in the 70s and 80s by this astronomer named Alvarez. But the, have you heard about the Nemesis theory? I've, no, no. Other so than Star Trek, no. They, you know, the, there's like a, a bunch of extinctions. There's like five or six extinctions that this planet's gone through where mm-hmm. the life is essentially scoured off the surface. Um, and they, the this, this scientists found a corresponding layer of iridium around like around the times of these extinctions taking place and they also had a particular period like it seems like every 150 million years or so and i'm I'm making up these numbers because i don't really know the it's been 10 years since i've read this these these books Mm -hmm. um that they they theorize that what's causing this is these these comets are smacking in and the reason they're at the particular period is because there is this large either brown dwarf or massive planet that's in a very long every once in a while wanders closer to the sun which pulls a bunch of shit in from the Oort cloud which just slams into our planet and fucks everything up sure that theory has since been discredited but also is one of the the investigating that theory led to us discovering the chicksel club or whatever how you pronounce that crater that's in mexico it's the it's the one that happened like uh, 70 million years ago to kill the dinosaurs Hmm, um okay. but with this evidence of this you know gas giant kind of floating out i wonder if there'll be a little bit of that coming back hmm. like that like speculation yeah like you know you just never know when theories shake out but i always thought the nemesis theory was a really great idea and, and it, it, he wrote a book about it to kind of uh, he didn't write the book his protege that later did a lot of pioneering research on that crater i mentioned wrote hmm. a book um, talking about like his mentor like how the theory started and the evidence and it's kind of like a it's a great it, and it's called just nemesis if you want to look at it um it's a great kind of like autopsy of how science gets done yeah yeah. and like passionate ad you know and, and how people are resistant and then they're open and then how like advocacy is both back and forth and how it, it's just i don't know it's super interesting okay cool um yeah, I think that's about it. We got to get going because we got uh, another commission co- podcast to polish off today. Hope you guys have enjoyed lunch once again, and uh, we'll be back next week. Uh, we will not have a on the rocks, but we'll have another lunch next Friday. Next Friday also is the beta, open beta for the division. Tom Clancy's division, something me and Jim Ooh. are thinking about getting into. We might be playing the beta. Yeah. It so looks, it might just be a lunch of us cool. with our uh, you know controller and, and just shooting and killing guys. I don't know. But uh, we will be back for one, and we'll see you then. Have a good weekend, everybody. See you.